You're listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast, episode number 123. You might have designer clothes and handbags, artisan cupcakes or cheese, reimagined, recycled, and upcycled tchotchkes. But did you know that you're probably also walking around with something else that's been rebranded and reframed? I'm talking about fear. That's right. There's a whole lot of buzz around repackaging this old feeling, but let's face it, fear by any other name is still just fear. Welcome to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. I'm your host, Creelan Peters. Each week, I bring you inspiring messages to help you create the life you're meant to lead. Buckle up, buttercups. Welcome to the show, Fear Busters. It's Creelan, and we are getting super close to Halloween. It's actually just coming up in a few days here in the U.S., and we're just going to talk a little bit about that which shall not be named, but we're going to name today that is a really good time to talk about it right around Halloween, and that is the big F word. Okay, I'm not talking about a swear word or the F-bomb. I'm talking about F-E-A-R, fear. And you may already know this, but I'm known as the fear whisperer because I've done a lot of work around fear with my clients and students over the years. So I wanted to take this opportunity as we're coming up on this fearful holiday to talk about some things that I've noticed, some kind of trends that I've noticed uh, lately when it comes to fear. If you've been following me for any length of time, you know that I talk so much about fear. I talk about what we call it, what it looks like, what what it feels like in our bodies. I talk so much about fear. And one of the things Um, that I talk about is being able to name fear. Uh, But we cannot name fear unless we know what we're calling it. Because a lot of times we will say something about how we're feeling that isn't fear. We don't name it as fear. We name it as something else. And then it's kind of this little insidious thing that creeps up on us without us necessarily knowing that it really is fear. So in the past, I've talked about kind of some buzzwords uh, that we call fear. Um, and, And so I just wanted to kind of review that a little bit. So let's see if you can find any similarities in what you're hearing or what you say Uh, to to some of these things okay so the first thing that I hear people say that could be an indication of fear is that they are stressed out just simply stressed out so saying that you are stressed out could not necessarily is but could be an indication that you are experiencing some level of fear so and and then something that goes along really well with that is overwhelm so feeling overwhelmed so those two things i notice a lot when i dig a little deeper with people it's really kind of a nice or socially acceptable way of saying fear okay because when we're stressed and overwhelmed people recognize that they understand it it's not something that's too scary or difficult to understand and we might label things that way, but when we peel back the layers, we notice that there is a level of fear. 
So our overwhelm sometimes is a way to distract us from dealing with that fear, from uncovering it, acknowledging it, and then moving forward um, in going through it and overcoming it. So those are two things that I've talked about in the past. Another thing is this idea of not making decisions. I've talked so much about decisions uh, recently on my podcast and uh, in, in several episodes, I've talked about making decisions over the last several months. So I'm not gonna get too deep into that. But what I wanna say about not making decisions is that there can be fear around that. There's the fear of making the wrong choice or not wanting to accept the consequences of the choice that we make because it may affect other people. And, you know, let's face it, that can be a little scary when we are holding other people's visions, lives, dreams in our hands. So I just want you to recall those things. So if you haven't heard me say that, now you have. So fear could be called stress or overwhelm or difficulty making decisions or not making decisions, okay? But those are some of the things that I heard kind of a while ago. I know we still can use those, but I just wanted to point out some things that I've been hearing more recently in 2017. And here is one that is actually kind of part of my new branding that's going on because it just hits home with a lot of people that I've talked to. And this word is sabotage. Okay, I'm just letting you sit with that word for a minute because it means different things to different people, right? So we can sabotage ourselves in so many different ways. And when I talk to people, when we start to uncover it, what's really happening, what I'm seeing, again, peeling back those layers, is that sabotage is something we do when we're afraid. We're sabotaging ourselves because we're afraid of failure. We're afraid of success. We're afraid of being rejected or whatever that fear is. So I want you to pay attention to that word as you see it, either in uh, the information that I'm sharing with you all or in other uh, ways that you're seeing it online, offline, in conversations, whatever. So keep that in mind when you see the word sabotage. The other word that I'm seeing a lot lately, and I actually am experiencing quite a bit myself, is this feeling of being disconnected. So this disconnection from people, from communication, from socialization. And it's something that I have seen happen all around me over the last several months. Actually, um, for longer than that. But what what I've ex been experiencing has been over the last several months, this, this feeling of pulling back from certain types of connection in favor of other types of connection. So to give you an example, I have pulled way back from social media in the last few months because I was feeling very disconnected with that form of communication. Now, don't get me wrong, I love doing my podcast, I love doing videos, I love chatting with people online, I love um, interacting uh, with people. However, there's a certain aspect of different types of communication. My gosh, I just taught this um, to my college students recently, uh, uh, this communication, different types of communication and how we 
tend to get gravitate towards certain types. So for me, I feel most connected when I'm doing in-person communication with people. So it leads me to like go, oh my gosh, maybe I need to get back to that. So I was pulling back from other forms of communication that were not giving me that face-to-face, real-time contact with people. And I've seen that happening with a lot of my friends as well. Just this kind of longing to connect with people on a deeper level, to connect with people uh, in forms of communication that are more meaningful to us. And like I said, I still love what I'm doing. I love talking to you right now. I love doing the videos. And that sometimes is enough and it's sometimes not. So this disconnection, I think that we are feeling, I know that I've been feeling that other people I know have been feeling, is another form of fear. It certainly can be. So for me, it's kind of like this fear of, of not being connected with people, of not being um, in line with what's true for me in how I love to communicate with people. So that's just something I wanted to bring up because like you said, it's not necessarily always about fear, but it could be. So I want you to start looking at these words and, and think of other things that you're seeing, other trends, other phrases or words that you're seeing or that are popping up for you in different areas of your life. And, and just take a look at that and say, hey, I wonder, is this uh, is there some fear that's going on around here? So like I said, sabotage and this feeling of being disconnected are two things, two kind of trends, uh, uh, words that I've been seeing a lot lately that I think could indicate that there's some fear going on. So just something to think about. And one of the things I've noticed too, and especially with this disconnection, is people are on edge a little bit more, at least in my world. Um, and in my world, you know, people, they're a little divided um, at times politically, socially, uh, religiously, uh, and on so many other different levels. And what happens is that we can get into this kind of constant state of fear when we are feeling divided from people, when there's kind of this us-them mentality. And so I wanted to talk a little bit about that as well because I see that as kind of a trend as well. So not just necessarily the words that we're saying that could indicate some fear, but also this kind of overarching and or underlying state of constant fear. One thing I've noticed is the political climate in our country here in the U.S. has been extremely complicated uh, and divisive. Uh, and there certainly have been opportunities for us to come together. But what I see happening is there's, there's just like a lot of uh, stumbling that's going on. People are sharing their opinions. Other people are getting offended by people's opinions. There's arguing going on, but there's also this coming together. So there's just a lot. It's, it's kind of just constant, um, especially if you are connected to social media, if you're watching the news, if you are talking to people about all of this. So there's a couple of different things that I have seen 
um, and also experienced for myself. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about this. And this, again, is kind of how to gauge if you're um, living in a constant state of fear. These can be some of the signs that you are. So the first one is avoidance. And this can look like uh, not watching the news, just like totally avoiding the news because you don't want to be sucked into the negativity, to the arguing, to the insults, to the offensive things that are going on. And you just kind of want to put your head in the sand or maybe there's an event that happened that was just like the, the straw that broke the camel's back and you're just like, I'm done, I'm out of here, I just cannot deal with it. So let me say something about that, that it can be healthy to take a step back from things um, when it's getting too overwhelming. It absolutely can. However, when we are kind of in this stage of avoidance for an extended period of time, it can be unhealthy and it can be a sign that we are in this constant state of fear that some would say is being perpetuated by the media and by the political machines. Um, that's way beyond the scope of what I'm going to talk about here on my show. However, it's just something to keep in mind. So avoidance was the first thing. The second thing I wanted to talk about was distraction. Sometimes we will use distraction to, uh, it's kind of also like avoidance. So we might avoid things, but then we also can distract ourselves with things. So some people will like watch a ton of news. They'll get really, really involved. And I would question that, and it's not going to be true for everyone, but question if you feel like you're getting really, really involved and supercharged by things, um, are you doing that to avoid dealing with your feelings about it? Are you doing that because you're feeling triggered in your fear, right? So when we're really fearful, and I kind of go back to fear 101, which is that there's three responses. We can fight, we can flight, run away, or freeze, just completely not shut down, not know what to do. So when we're avoiding things, we are running away from that. When we are distracting ourselves with things and maybe going after things um, in, a, in a way to avoid our feelings. So we're kind of like moving towards um, the thing that we're maybe not happy about. That could be seen as the fight mode, okay? So I always say, let's question why we're doing things. Avoiding and distracting can be healthy, but if we stay in them for too long, it can be super unhealthy and it can contribute to us being in this constant state of fear all the time. So the trick is to have this healthy balance. And because I love giving you tips, I wanna talk about some ways that you can keep a healthy balance when you are feeling like you're in a state of fear, no matter what it's called, right? It could be called stress, it could be called overwhelm, difficulty making decisions, it could be called uh, sabotage or disconnection, any of those things. And then you could be coping with it by completely avoiding what's going on or just distracting yourself with what's going on. So all the things I've talked about. So now what I wanna do is talk about the tips to help you 
more healthfully and more effectively deal with any fear that you may be experiencing right now. So the first tip that I have for you is simply to acknowledge your feelings, okay? Name it for what it is. If it's fear, call it fear. Because when you call it other things, it can distract from the real thing, okay? So it's always asking that question, is this what I'm feeling? Maybe is it something deeper than that? So there's really only a few core feelings and fear is one of the main ones. And fear has to do with our emotional and our physical safety and survival. So a lot of the political stuff that's going on in the US right now is threatening um, both our emotional and possibly our physical survival, uh, depending on what the circumstances are. So it's perfectly understandable that people are fearful. But the thing you need to do is you need to acknowledge it. You need to acknowledge this is what is happening for me. Because if you're not acknowledging it as fear and you're acknowledging it maybe as something else and it's like not named correctly, then that could be harmful because then you don't know what you're dealing with and you're trying to cope with it in a certain way. And my, my litmus test here is if what you're doing to cope with how you're feeling is not working, then it's time to try something else. And so you might have to go back to that basic of acknowledging how you feel. So if, you're if you feel like you're acknowledging it, maybe you're not naming it the correct thing. So this is what I say, always ask yourself, is fear at play here? Okay, so that's a great question to ask yourself. Tip number two is to give yourself a break from the intensity. So I talked about avoidance and distraction as, as, could, as things that could be healthy, right? So I want to say that absolutely, um, staying away from the negativity to get a break from it is absolutely healthy in small doses um, or medium doses, but not in like, you know, forever. And uh, distracting yourself by going to things, moving towards things, uh, that are causing you fear can be healthy, right? So it's a matter of how you're feeling in the moment while you're doing that and how you feel right after you have done that. And to be very aware of what you're doing and asking yourself, why am I doing this? Am I doing this because I need a break or am I doing this because I just am in constant fear and I can no longer deal with it and I just have no other way to deal with it okay so those are some keys to figuring out where you are on that spectrum but giving yourself a break from intensity perfectly understandable perfectly okay so i'll give you an example of this when uh, my sister and i were dealing with the aftermath of our mother's passing a few years ago um, and I'm sure any of you could relate to this who've gone through any significant loss, which is probably all of you. Um, but we had moments where it was just so intense and we grew up in a family that used a lot of comic relief. So we would sometimes just interject something and then we would all just bust out laughing. And it was a way to give ourselves a break from the intensity. We also would go do things. We would go shopping and be silly and, you know, get makeup and do weird, silly little things just to get our minds off of the intense emotions that we were feeling with our grief and give ourselves a break. 
that is perfectly healthy. And I highly recommend that you do that because it is very taxing to live in a constant heightened state of emotion. Whether it's fear or grief or anger or sadness, we need to allow ourselves and give ourselves permission to take a break from that intensity. So I highly recommend you do that, especially if you're feeling like you're living in a constant state of fear, is definitely give yourself a break. The third tip I wanna share is simply to find a way to resolve your feelings. I know it sounds really simple, and it can be. We sometimes overcomplicate this step. Our job as humans is to feel what we feel and let it run its course, okay? There are things that we can do to help it along, okay? So with fear, what I want you to do, especially if there's fear around what's going on um, with, I mean, there's just so much going on um, and all over the world for sure, but I'm even talking about just um, in my neck of the woods in the United States, We've just had a lot of natural disasters. We've had political upheaval. We've had a lot of political discourse. There's just been a lot going on. And so what I want you to do is ask yourself, if you're feeling kind of this sense of outrage and that's how your fear is playing out, is this sense of like, I cannot believe this is happening, this is unacceptable, then ask yourself what you can do to support change, okay? so. As I've said a million times before, and I'm sure I'll say at least a million times more, the way to get through fear is doing something, is through action. So it's one thing to sit back, acknowledge your feeling, and allow it to um, wash over you, take a break when it's too intense, and then come back to it. But you have to do something, okay? So it doesn't have to be a big thing, but thinking about what is it that you can do to support change. It doesn't mean global scale change necessarily. It doesn't even mean uh, that you have to change your local community. It could just be a change within you. It could be a change in how you view things, how you think about things, how you express yourself, okay? It doesn't have to be a big change, but Ask yourself, what can you do to support that change? What can you do to support yourself through your fear? There's the question. It doesn't have to be a big thing, but it has to be a thing. It has to be something that requires some sort of action. The other thing, if you're feeling bad about what's going on, what can you do to help? This is a tremendously, tremendously wonderful technique that we all talk about in the change personal development therapy coaching world, which is focusing on others. When you are feeling out of sorts, when you're feeling down or fearful or outraged or however you're feeling, one of the best ways to rein that in and help yourself move forward is to figure out what you can do to help somebody else. When we focus on other people, it helps us to get out of our ego. 
get out of our meanness, our, uh, our center, our thinking, just being in our heads, because I know a lot of you, like me, are these over-analytical thinkers, one of the greatest things is to figure out how you can help another person. And it doesn't, again, doesn't have to be something on a large scale. It could be sending money to a relief effort. It could be volunteering at a local shelter. It could be donating um, stuff from your house, clothing or household items. It could be making a phone call. It could be reaching out to a friend to talk about things. It could be starting a conversation with a group of people you wouldn't normally socialize with and just, you know, start a conversation at a coffee shop or at, you know, drive through or, well, maybe not a drive through but um, in, in a social situation. It's just talk to somebody. Just get a perspective of somebody you wouldn't necessarily normally socialize with and just start a conversation. There could be so many things you could do, but getting outside of your bubble is a really great way and helping someone is a really great way. So those are just some tips on how to deal with some of the fear that I see going on around me and, and that I have been experiencing myself. So I'm taking my own tips to heart here, people, and doing some of these things. One of the things that I do, one of the ways that I help is to do this podcast for you. That helps me get out of my head to figure out, hmm, what am I seeing around me? What do I think is going to be most helpful to my audience? And this is what comes up. It's such a pleasure, a joy, a blessing, and I just love reaching out to you and being able to provide these tips for you to help you in dealing with the, the daily struggles that we're all facing. Life's little and big challenges. So I invite you to use any or all of these tips and to really think about fear in terms of the ways that I have discussed here and seeing how it's creeping in where you may not be recognizing it as fear and questioning everything. Okay. So that's my tips for you this week on fear. Happy and safe Halloween. And I will catch you on the next one. Thanks for listening to the Get Out of Your Own Damn Way podcast. If you've been inspired, please share the podcast with your friends. You can find us on iTunes or at Creelin.com. K-R-Y-L-Y-N.com.